Oh goody, you found me. This is Let's Get Passionate, and we are just about to get started. Hey, welcome to Let's Get Passionate. I'm your host, Emily Martin, and today we're talking about dogs with one of my friends, Kelsey Dale. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Oh my gosh, we're finally sitting down to do this, eh? I know we've, we've been slacking at getting this organized. Yeah. Such is life right now. You're allowed to do yes. literally whatever you want right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you have a business called Royal Paws Pet Services, and I want to ask you some questions about dogs because I've never once in my life owned a dog. My parents never had when I was growing up. I've like borrowed a dog with like Nigel's family had a dog, but it wasn't mine. So I know nothing really about like breeds. I'm like, Oh, that's just a cute one. Like I literally, <laughs> like, I don't really know many. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about different kinds of breeds and like how their personalities or characteristics are different. So I'm excited it's, to hear what uh, you know. It's so awesome. I actually am shocked. You've never had a dog. I feel like you're like missing out on a part I of life. Am. Yeah. I, know. yeah. I, pro- I probably so many people are thinking the same thing as you. Yeah. What it's a loser. Like, yeah. Like, who are you? How are we friends? <laughs> I've only had a cat. I've had one cat my whole life at my parents' house. And now we have a cat that will live the whole time. The kids are little because it was kitten when we got it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That is the benefit to cats. They do have much longer lifespans. Yeah. And like, and we can kind of leave her overnight um, or maybe like two days, even if we like heap up our food. Versus like a dog, maybe you couldn't leave. I don't know. Let's let's get into it. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. ask you my first official question, which right. is so funny. You're gonna laugh. I would like to hear a Tinder style bio for your dog and tell me what your dog's name is first, I guess. So then we can kind of like get into the description of what he looks like and stuff. Okay. So I call him Ernest, um, but his full name is Sir Ernest EC Snoozerton. Um <laughs> He just had to have the full handle. He's a basset hound, so they kind of look like old men, and I just yeah. felt like he needed the the full handle. Yeah. So he's a year old. So I feel like his his Tinder bio would be like, "Come enjoy a long hike in the forest with me, and then maybe I'll share some of my delicious food with you. <laughs> I love to give you licks after dinner too, yeah. and then we can have a good snooze and cuddle together." Yeah would eight, like eight out of ten might lick your butt <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that would definitely be earnest that's so funny. Uh, along with like do you have snacks to share would probably be yeah. like his headline yeah things <laughs> things he enjoys snacks <laughs> yeah being the snacks type sleeping yeah. yeah yeah that's so funny so you live with your mom and what's your mom's dog's name i'm totally blanking right now so her name is diamond yes, diamond dreamer yes yeah, yes. yeah. So, so beautiful diamond dreamer is her full name and she's an older gal she's a bit of a senior now so yeah. we rescued her 11 years ago this july so she'll be roughly 11 and a half 12 and she just enjoys the finer things in life Aww. now yeah. that's so sweet yeah she's yeah. so friendly every so time her I come bo- over. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She is like, she chills in the window all day and just like waits for people to come say hi to her. And we haven't described her yet. So she's a golden retriever, right? Yeah. So she's a golden retriever and she would definitely be like, come enjoy the front porch with me and enjoy the finer things in life. I like to take things slow and stop (laughs) and smell the flowers on the way. That would be diamond. Don't expect anything on a first date. Yeah. She is (laughs) definitely a lady. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. 
So with a golden retriever and a basset hound, if you had to add one more dog to your crew, is it a hard choice or is it an obvious choice to you? Um, for me, hmm, I love hounds. So I would probably do like another hound dog or like a, like a mix even like I, I'm, I love a good mutt. Um, so <laughs> They tend to have like really good personalities, I find with a lot of them. So if I were to go like a rescue route, I'd probably go like a mutt for sure. If I were to go to like a breeder, Mm -hmm. probably I'm obsessed with beagles or like coon hounds really love a good coon hound or (laughs) bloodhound anything for like tracking. That's so funny. Um, yeah, but if I were to go like a rescue route, definitely like. A mutt for yeah. sure. And so does mutt yeah. just mean like it's a dog mixed of so many different types of dog that it's not specific? Yeah. So like basically it's just mixed with everything. So like it's not bred intentionally. Yeah. Um, usually they're like your northern dogs. So mm-hmm. they can have anywhere from like four to 20 breeds in oh them, gosh. depending when you do their DNA testing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so would that be a bigger dog or a smaller dog? Because you have one like regular big dog and then one smallish dog right yeah so Ernest is deceiving he's actually like 51 pounds but oh my gosh he's solid yeah yeah so he's solid he's uh we joke that he's the long and the short of things because he's only (laughs) like 19 inches tall but he's like 26 inches long so yeah he's super long um I love big breeds and giant breeds. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I had like Great Danes before and stuff like that. I was going to say, and you're a horse girl. Yeah. So I, so I you're like bigger the better. big breeds. I think a Basset Helm would be like the smallest I would go. So yeah, definitely yeah. a big dog. Yeah. That's so exciting. All jokes aside, tell me about how you pick the right breed for your family. So with Diamond, it had been about 10 years since our last Golden Retriever died. And we got um, a message from a friend that there was a Golden Retriever in the Humane Society in Oakville. Mm -hmm. Um, So my mom is like a golden girl. Like she loves her Golden Retrievers. She always wants Goldens. Um, I would say for her, the only other breed she would have would maybe be like a Bernice mountain dog or something like that. That's what I would like. Yeah. So those would be like my mom's two breeds. So she kind of chose with diamond and that was like a temperament. We knew they're good family dogs. Mm -hmm. They're generally like fairly low key mid range energy. Mm -hmm. Um, for me with Ernest, it was a little bit different because I, being a dog walker, wanted a dog that I could take on hikes with me that had like a high endurance, but low energy. So like I wanted a dog that could hike with me for like four to six hours a day if I wanted it to, but also could chill on the couch with me on a Sunday and just sleep all day. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. So with the Basset hounds that breed, um, I mean, I walked a pack of Basset hounds um, and I really fell in love with them. So um, it was a breed for me that was, I've always liked floppy ear dogs. Mm-hmm. Short hair was another thing that I always personally prefer over long yeah. hair. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, it was looking at the traits of the breeds I wanted and figuring out what fit my lifestyle, mm-hmm. looking at the health issues that go along with the breeds as well. So Basset and Hounds don't tend to have as many health issues as some mm-hmm. of the other breeds that I like. 
um, finding a breeder that was close. Um, yeah. And just like really, really evaluating my lifestyle and what I wanted to do with, um, Mm -hmm. with a dog. Like your involvement level kind of. Yeah. Like what I was able to do, like I knew, I mean, like I could definitely have a high energy breed dog with as much walking as I do, but I also wanted a dog that I knew would fit in well with being able to be around my cousin's kids and my friend's kids. And Mm -hmm. with diamond being a low energy dog, I didn't want to bring in like a completely high energy Mm -hmm. breed and Mm -hmm. throw her off. So yeah, it was just like really evaluating everything I do in my life and figuring out which breed of dog would fit with that. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think? Like, obviously you said golden retriever is a good family dog. What are some other good family dogs that maybe are lower energy too? Yeah. I mean, really any breed can be a good family dog. It all depends on the level of training you're willing to do with them as well. Yeah, totally. Um, But generally like for family dogs, uh, the ones that come to mind are like golden retrievers, labs, um, Mm -hmm. basset hounds, honestly, like mutts a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like a poodle, um, Aussies can be really good family dogs, but they are a herding breed. So you do have to watch that sometimes. Border collies. Um, yeah yeah border collies bernie's mountain dogs are great um yeah i love burners like i have probably five of them as clients if not more and they're all fantastic yeah i had an opposing teammate when i was playing baseball two summers ago that brought their bernie's puppy to the field while we played and so it would just sit off to the side on their side of the diamond while they were out on field and we were batting so if i was not batting yet i would be going over and just like mauling that dog and oh my it, gosh, I love it. It was the cutest dog. Like it was honestly like the size of our screen right now, probably. It was just like a ball of fluff. Like it was so oh. young and it like ate holes in my glove. I was like, I don't care. It's old and it's falling apart anyway. I would love for you to buy holes like, in my glove. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am honored yes. to have these holes. So cute. Yeah, they're like literally the fluffiest little puppies. Oh, um they're yeah. so cute. Yeah. So like really, I mean, any dog can be a good family dog, depending on like the size of dog you want to. Mm -hmm. And it all also, like I said, it goes with the training and also like teaching your children to respect the dog. Like Mm -hmm. any dog, no matter what can snap at a kid, if the kid's climbing all over it and things like that. Right. So I think it becomes like a respect factor on both sides of teaching the dog to respect the children and teaching the children to respect the dog totally yeah yeah I was just thinking too like people who work say like nine to five or like even nurses shifts like I guess could be worse but what do you think about people who work all day and like want to get a dog but would only be able to have time with it like morning evening and weekend kind of thing I think dogs enhance everyone's life, but I think if mm-hmm. you know you have a position like that, you need to be looking at your options before getting a dog. And mm-hmm. most reputable breeders and rescues will ask you what your plan is for the dog during the day, because obviously that's a long time for a dog to be kept in a crate. It is yeah. doable, but I mean, it's not fun. can you hold, can you hold your pee from nine till five without yeah. going? Like it's, yeah. it's pretty challenging. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely not fair to to make a puppy or any dog really do that. So yeah. I always recommend looking at like your local dog walkers or doggy daycares. Yeah. Yeah. If you have the option, like if you work close to home and you have an hour lunch break, can you go home and let your dog out and take them for a short walk or things yeah. like that? 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I wouldn't say no, don't get a dog if you work nine to five, because yeah. realistically, you have to work a job to support yeah. having a dog. Yeah. Um, but I would say look at your options for sure. There's tons of doggy daycares, dog walkers, mm-hmm. um, things like that, that that are able to help and give yeah. your dog the best life. Yeah. So are you doing dog walking exclusively now? Because you were previously with a cell service company, I think, right? Yeah. So I'm right now doing it exclusively. Yeah. So I'm still on a temporary leave from there until I figure out what's going on with my jaw. But uh, yeah, so full-time dog lover do full-time right now. And I love it. I work like six days a week. I usually start my pickups around like seven thirty-eight in the morning. And then some nights I don't even get home till after eight at night. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's crazy. I see on average, like 15 to 25 dogs a day, depending a on the day. day. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's wild. That's so um, fun. But it's, it's so fun and I love it. And like, I feel so blessed because it's like, I have an extra 50 dogs that are like my dogs, yeah. but they're not, but yeah, I get, get to, to hang borrow. out with them. Oh, so good. And I get to watch these little puppies grow up and learn yeah. and, you know, develop new friendships with other dogs. And it's yeah. just, it's really special to watch. And like, you know, all of my clients have really become my friends, a lot of them too. And, you know, so it's, it's been a blessing for me for sure. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. I love that you've done that. Like you maybe never would have started had you not had the time off. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's something I did back in like elementary school and high school (laughs) to help pay for horseback riding lessons. And it was kind of something I did like throughout college and stuff just to help out my friends when I had time, but Mm -hmm. it was never something I considered a career until like I started this two years ago and I wasn't even, it took about six months to build a solid clientele. And then it got to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, like I have like full days booked of these dogs. And it went from having, you know, one to two hours of dogs a day to having 14 hours or 16 hours of dogs a day. Yeah. And what a, like a business that's not going to end, right? Yeah. I mean, especially with all the people that got dogs over the pandemic it's yeah. definitely been like, a business yeah it's, it definitely <laughs> hasn't walk your slowed dog. it hasn't slowed down I thought it would with like good. the lockdowns and people working from home but with people working from home they still need their dogs out of the house while they're doing zoom calls and things yeah. like that so yeah. it's actually been really good for me and then obviously all of my clients that are essential workers their shifts are insane and they're picking up overtime and there's like yeah. not enough hours in the day for them yeah. so yeah it's definitely been a a great opportunity and I I think it's something that'll probably stick with for a long yeah. time that's so cool and imagine like not having to go back to work like this could be so fun and flexible for you like to continue to build or accommodate whatever you have coming up Exactly. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so fun. Good for you. My next question is there a time when it's better to buy a dog from a pet store versus a shelter or a breeder? I don't know really the differences, but I know that there's like ethical issues sometimes with stores. So expand that for me if you can. I would never honestly recommend buying a dog from a pet store. Most of the time, the dogs from pet stores have come from puppy mills. Mm -hmm. Um, so unless it's, 
unless it's a rescue set up at a pet store, which some of them are doing now. Um, they're partnering with local rescues. Um, mm-hmm. Like I know PetSmart, for example, for their cats, partners with a local cat rescue. Yeah. So yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's yeah. much more doable. But in terms of a dog, unless it's coming from a rescue setup, I wouldn't get one from a pet store. Mm-hmm. In terms of breeders I just always recommend doing your homework there are definitely a lot of backyard breeders out there who Mm -hmm. disguise themselves as reputable breeders Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of red flags you want to look for when getting from a breeder yeah breeders should I support breeders um, because I believe that there is still like an art to breeding a well-bred dog and maintaining those bloodlines Mm -hmm. um as well as like when you go to a breeder you know what you're getting and for Mm -hmm. some people that's important because you don't want to rescue a dog that you don't know their background and what personality Mm -hmm. issues they may have and things like that you know and it's it's a very controversial topic because most people are like oh adopt don't shop and that's a bottom line for a lot of people but Um, I really do believe in looking at what's best for your family, but Mm -hmm. if you are going to support a breeder, make sure you do your homework on them Mm -hmm. and make sure, you know, you can see the parents of your puppy and generally a good breeder is going to have a wait list. So it's something that you'll want to consider, you know, a year or two ahead of time. Yeah. For me getting earnest, I was on wait list for over two years. Oh my, I didn't know Um, that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely something uh, most breeders will require like a deposit. They'll do health testing. Typically your dog will come with papers, although not always. They don't have to be registered for it to Mm. be a reputable breeder. You don't have to have your puppies registered, but usually they are. Mm -hmm. Look at the setup and how is the whelping pen and things like that if you're going to a breeder typically if it's a backyard breeder they won't let you see the mom or the dad or sometimes even either one of them a lot of the time they won't let you into the house they won't send you puppy updates they typically will have the puppies ready when you message them they'll be like oh yeah we have dogs available yeah yeah so I just always recommend doing your homework if you're Mm -hmm. going with a breeder for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you kind of went over those red flags because you had said like, oh, there's red flags to watch for. And then talked about something else. And I'm like, what are these red flags? (laughs) I was like, so (laughs) (laughs) So is there etiquette at the dog park or am I allowed to just like go and stare at dogs? In terms of like, if you want it to go and look at dogs, I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't say that's not allowed um some people might be a little bit like weirded out by that like what is this person doing here without a dog that's funny um but in terms of like etiquette if you're bringing a dog there there actually are rules for dog parks which a lot of people don't know um most of the time they're posted on your city's website Mm. but like the big ones are don't bring food to the dog park Uh, um human food or dog food because that obviously will cause fights um it's true yeah you're not supposed to Yeah. You're not supposed to bring toys to the dog park. A lot of people will bring a ball or a frisbee Mm -hmm. or things like that, but obviously just be mindful that, you know, that toy might get destroyed or it may get taken by another dog and like you may have a hard time getting it back or things like that. That's fair. Definitely. You know, if you're bringing your kids to the dog park, be mindful that there's dogs running around and they may get knocked down or things like that so Mm. usually I recommend you know if you're going to 
bring your kids to the dog park, have them sit at like one of the tables or things like that. So it's not going to be an issue where they're getting knocked over by dogs. Mm -hmm. If your dog poops, clean it up. Like so many people just leave it and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Also like watch your dog when you're at the dog park, watch the body language and things like that. A lot of people it's actually shocking how many people throw their dog in the pen and then go sit in their car and talk oh my on gosh. the phone. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because, you know, like there's responsible dog owners there and then these other dogs, you know, they're getting in fights or they're causing issues and it's like, whose dog is this? Oh, it's That's the person creepy, sitting yeah. in their car in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there definitely is etiquette and basically it comes down to, pay attention to your dog. If your dog's uncomfortable in a situation, Mm -hmm. get your dog out of that situation before Mm -hmm. it escalates to a fight. Be respectful to the other dog owners there. I can't even tell you how many times I see fights between owners at the dog park. Wow. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a mixed bag of things. And the other thing too, is don't bring your dog to the dog park if it's sick. um, Cause that like just spreads. Yeah diseases like crazy so like the dog park's known for dogs getting kennel cough there because people will bring their dogs without um them being vaccinated or things like that (laughs) Um, which is a whole issue we can talk about too (laughs) yes yeah so um yeah but definitely um check your city's rules and regulations too there's also like small dog pens and large dog pens usually at most dog parks Hmm. So using the appropriate pens is also important yeah. because obviously small dogs can get injured by larger dogs. So yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah. I didn't know half of those rules and it's very interesting, but then like, as you're describing them, it sounds like common sense parenting kind of just like pay attention to your child at the park, you know, don't put your yeah. kid on the park and then leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it, and it's funny how many people seem to lack common sense when it comes oh, yeah. to things like that. But yeah, it's social awareness. Exactly. It's social awareness. It's, you know, if you bring your kid's toy to the park, another kid might take it and want to play with it. Like it's the same thing at the dog park. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Do you consider your dog to be Instagram famous? I would consider him like a micro influencer. He's not (laughs) like there have been the odd time where we've been out somewhere and someone's like oh my gosh is that Ernest the Bassett and oh like, my gosh yeah, is. so he does get recognized in some cases I got pulled over one day for the officer to be like sorry is that Ernest the Bassett in your <gasps> back window because he lies like looking out the back window oh, of my, my SUV gosh. and I was like yeah it is and he's like can I take a picture with him my wife follows him on Instagram and is a big fan oh my um, gosh <laughs> so yeah, that so I mean, is famous. Just, That's a big deal. Very famous. Yeah, so anyway. it's it's interesting too because I mean he has stickers that we send out to some of our followers and giveaways and things like that. And a girl that I'm friends with in Guelph, her husband had an earnest sticker on his coffee mug and went to the bank and the lady was like, Is that Ernest Sebastian on your oh coffee mug? Gosh. And he was like, Yeah. And she's like, I follow him. I love that dog. Like, how'd you get a sticker? I want one. Oh my gosh. Um, So really funny because that's like out of town, obviously. But I mean, there's definitely dogs that have much bigger followings than Ernest does. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's got about like 3,400 followers and like some Mm -hmm. of our, you know, like our dog friends on Instagram (laughs) that we follow and we've met up with and things like that. Like some of them have you know, well over 40,000 followers and things like that. 
Um, he just needs but, to keep making friends with those dogs and he'll be famous yeah. in no time. Famous by association. Yeah. And I think it's funny though, because Ernest is more recognizable, I'd say, than some yeah. of the other dogs we follow mm-hmm. because a lot of the big dog accounts on Instagram, they're German Shepherds and Golden Retrievers. Uh, And so Ernest kind of stands out from the crowd Mm -hmm. being a Basset hound. He's much more recognizable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we actually have a lot of companies reach out to us because they want a Basset hound and they love Ernest. So so he's got a lot of contracts that way and being featured in like um, some big company marketing and things like that, which is really cool. That's so fun. So why don't you throw to what Ernest's Instagram page is so that our listeners can follow along with you? Okay. So Ernest, um, his Instagram is Ernest the Bassett. So Ernest dot the dot Bassett. And yeah, he's pretty easy to find on there. Yeah. He's got a ton of reels and things like that. He's featured on a lot of pages. Yeah. You've been in a lot of contests and stuff, right? Yes. So he wins a lot of giveaways and contests, but um, he's recently signed some bigger contracts. Um, so he is uh, signed with Nutrients Dog Food no now. Way. Good for um, you. Yeah. So pretty awesome. He also just signed a contract with GF Pet and Brave Bark. So he'll hmm. be on all of their advertising for like dog coats and cooling vests oh my and gosh. things. So you're going to get all Who those else? cool PR packages of like all these little things to oh, try. Yeah. I mean, uh, the mail that Ernest gets is actually ridiculous. And it's funny because it all comes to the house addressed to Ernest the Bassett. Yeah. So he like has our mail, no idea. Oh, he knows. Do you um, think? Our, oh, for sure. He waits for our mailman, Mike, every day. Oh my gosh. Um, and Mike will hand Ernest his packages. Uh, and yeah, he is hilarious. Like you cannot open mail without Ernest standing there. And like last week I got my FabFitFun box in the mail and Ernest was like looking in it like, what is this? There's no toys for me in this uh, box. So that's so funny. Um, he definitely knows um, getting mail and like literally yeah. will hunt you down to open it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm a hound dog. I'm coming yeah. for you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been a super fun conversation. I'm wondering if you think that I've missed anything or if there's anything else you want to add. No, I mean, the biggest points that I would say is, you know, if you're looking at getting a dog, definitely evaluate your lifestyle to match what type of breed you want. If you're going to go the route of a breeder, make sure you do your research. Yeah. If you're going to rescue, make sure you do your research on the rescue too. Um, Make sure they're reputable and things like that, that they have a return policy if it doesn't work out. Mm. And check out your local dog walkers if you do have a dog or you're getting a dog um, Mm. because you don't want to leave them hanging all day while you're at work. Yeah, true that. Do you want to say what your um, dog walking page is? Yeah. So my dog walking page is Royal Paws Pet Services, all one word Yeah. Um, on Instagram and Facebook. I mostly post on Instagram though. Yeah. And yeah, we do a lot of group walks too, which is great socialization for your pet too, because yeah. um, your dog needs friends just like you do. Yeah, totally. Oh, so sweet. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking your time tonight to do this with me. Yeah, no problem. It was so fun. I'm glad we got together to do this. Finally. Yes. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you 
you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you learned something new. Hit follow or subscribe to get my weekly episode and add me online. It's Let's Get Passionate on both Facebook and Instagram. Have a beautiful day.